Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mr. Classic Wrestling Podcast. And today, I'm going to go to my review of AEW's Dynamite. Starting off the evening, we'll go to our first match of the night. It is for the TNT Championship. It is Wardlow versus Scorpio Sky in a street fight. Number one, I thought this was a great opening matchup for Dynamite. Back and forth matchup between Wardlow and Sky, with Wardlow keeping the pace of the match. Lambert ends up attacking Wardlow ringside. American Top Team then attack Wardlow as well. Wardlow then hits a swanton off the top rope on Scorpio Sky. Wardlow then attacks American Top Team. Wardlow then hits multiple power bombs on Scorpio Sky, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match and new TNT champion is Wardlow. A couple of things I'm going to say about this, man. Number one, it's about damn time. I mean, to be honest with you, I was kind of apprehensive of where they were going to go with Wardlow. I know, you know, there was they were trying to start a storyline between him and Scorpio Sky. I believe Scorpio Sky was actually injured. That's why he couldn't defend the belt quick, you know, as quick enough against Wardlow than he did last night. Uh, but this is well overdue, man. I think Wardlow right now, you know, with what he's been doing after the big storyline and matchup he had with MJF, uh, I mean, Wardlow is definitely over at AEW, man. He's a baby face. The crowd loves him. I mean, to me, and I stated this from the very beginning, man, he gives off Goldberg vibes. He really does. I mean, the crowd's chanting Wardlow. You see him walking from the backstage area, just like Goldberg used to do back in the WCW days. I mean, it's, it's perfect, man. This is absolutely perfect. I think Wardlow uh, hopefully does a lot better with the TNT Championship than Scorpio Sky did. I have all the utmost respect for Scorpio Sky, man. I think he's a great athlete, a great wrestler, great competitor. But as far as him defending the TNT Championship, I feel like it was lackadaisical. And a lot of people need to remember that, you know, the TNT Championship in the, the prime of it, you know, it was almost, if not more important than the AEW World Championship. I mean, from the days that Brody Lee held it to Cody Rhodes to uh, Darby Allen, you know, and then Scorpio Sky gets it. And I feel like his title defenses were lackadaisical, man. And I feel like that's one championship that's kind of have this like hot potato feel, man. It's always getting passed around too quickly. Not enough title defenses, not enough storylines with defending the TNT championship. So hopefully Wardlow, you know, with winning the TNT championship last night, we get more storylines. With the TNT Championship, I look forward to who's going to challenge Wardlow next with the TNT Championship. And like I stated earlier, man, it's well overdue. Hats off to Wardlow for getting the win in that matchup and becoming the new TNT Champion. Moving on from that, we have a Christian and Luchasaurus segment. Uh, Before they really say anything, Matt Hardy ends up showing up. He makes his way down to the ring. Matt mocks Christian. Christian mocks Jeff Hardy. He says something about, you know, his alcoholism and everything else. Uh, And then said, you know, Matt's all about his ego. Christian said that Matt is riding uh, Jeff Hardy's coattails. Luchasaurus then attacks Matt Hardy, and then Luchasaurus hits a devastating choke slam on Matt through a table on the outside. A couple of things I'm going to say about this too quickly, man. Number one, this is some of Christian's best work that he's done, A, since he's been with AEW, and probably majority of his WWE run, man. I mean, Christian as a heel, and you know him on the mic as of late has been absolutely phenomenal, man. I think Christian right now, it's not only, you know, elevating his career, but it's elevating him from mid-card status to main event status, in my honest opinion. And, you know, with Christian aligning himself with Luchasaurus and Luchasaurus coming off as a heel now, like I stated last week, man, Luchasaurus's entrance music is absolutely phenomenal. It definitely gives you Kane vibes, the pyro, the way that Luchasaurus looks. He's, you know, he's all black, the black uh, mask, uh, the black attire. It's perfect, man. And I mean, to be honest with you, and I stated this last week as well, when Jungle Boy does come back and we hear from Jungle Boy or we see Jungle Boy, I mean, it's going to put him so far over, man. And he hasn't even said a word since Christian turned his back on him. Um, 
to hear Jungle Boy even speak about this, man, he's going to go over. The crowd's going to absolutely just gravitate towards Jungle Boy. And I definitely look forward to what's going to happen next between Christian Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. I could see a possible matchup at All Out between Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy or possibly uh, Christian versus Jungle Boy. And to be honest with you, I'm all for it, man. I think what Christian's been doing, you know, the heel run that he's been on now, I mean, it's been absolutely fantastic. And to be honest with you, it just revamps his career, man. I think Christian as a heel is the best Christian that we're going to get of all time, man. So it was definitely an awesome segment. Definitely look forward to what's going to happen next with Christian Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It's a tag team matchup. It is Keith Lee and Swerve versus the Butcher and the Blade. I thought this was a good matchup. Back and forth matchup between both teams with Lee and Swerve keeping the pace of the match. Lee lands devastating chops. Lee and Swerve then hit the finish. Pins for the three, and your winners of the match are Keith Lee and Swerve Scott. After the match, a lot of botches in this matchup between both teams. Uh, Hobbs and Starks make their way down to the ring. Hobbs and Starks pretty much mock Lee and Swerve. Young Bucks end up coming out. Young Bucks then mock Hobbs, Starks, and Lee and Swerve. And then the Young Bucks announce that while they have a matchup, it's going to be the Young Bucks versus Hobbs and Starks versus Lee and Swerve next week. It's going to be an absolutely fantastic matchup, man. But hats off to Keith Lee and Swerve for getting the win in that matchup. Moving on from that, we have an Eddie Kingston segment. Eddie Kingston congrats Warlow on winning the TNT Championship earlier tonight. But, well, earlier last night. Eddie then calls out Jericho. Eddie then continues on with Shivani. Jericho then is shown on the Titantron. And then you see Ty Conti slamming a car door on Ruby Soho's hand. So... Obviously, there's a lot of unfinished unfinished business between Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho, which is absolutely insane, man. I mean, you got to think, man. These guys just had a just a brawl, if you will, at the Blood and Guts event they just, they just had, which is absolutely just incredible. And then, you know, the match they just had at the last pay-per-view. I don't know what's left for Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho, man. I mean, Eddie Kingston said he wants blood. I mean, what more blood can you get from a Blood and Guts match? You know what I mean? I don't know where this is going to lead to with Jericho and Eddie Kingston. Do I think the storyline's kind of running dry? Yeah, I, I honestly do believe it's running dry. I feel like there's nothing left right now in the storyline between Jericho and Eddie Kingston. I mean, they've done everything. Uh, they had a singles match. They had the Blood and Guts match. They had the pay-per-view match. There's really nothing left for Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho to be doing. So I don't know where this is going to lead towards. Um, possible maybe a match between Jericho and Kingston at All Out in September. I have no idea. I really have no idea. But I feel like the storyline between Kingston and Jericho has definitely run its course, in my honest opinion. But I definitely look forward to what's going to happen next here between Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. Moving on from that, we have a Dark Order segment. This was absolutely awesome. The crowd was completely hyped. They were live from Rochester, New York, the uh, hometown of the late, great Brody Lee. A lot of Brody Lee fans in the, uh, in the attendance last night. Uh, and it, it kind of seemed like, you know, Evil Uno grabbed the mic and he had an announcement. And said that, you know, they're not going anywhere. Maybe there was some kind of contract disputes between the Dark Order and AEW. And I think a lot of people didn't know if they were going to sign on. I think their contract was coming up. But uh, Evil Uno put that to rest. They said they're going to be staying around with AEW for a very long time, if not forever. Which is absolutely awesome to see. Hopefully we can see more out of uh, the Dark Order in the near future. Uh, after uh, Evil Uno says that, QT Marshall makes his way down to the ring. He ends up mocking the Dark Order. And then uh, Adam Page is here. Page ends up attacking QT Marshall, and then QT ends up leaving the ring. Like I said, man, this was a great segment. 
I'm glad the Dark Order stayed around, man. Like I said, I don't know if they had some contract disputes with Tony Khan and AEW. I believe their contract was coming up. Um, I know, I believe Stu Grayson is gone from the Dark Order. I feel like he didn't sign another contract and they let him go. Um, so, because I, I didn't see Stu Grayson there last night, but it's great to see the Dark Order there, man. And uh, you know, negative one, and obviously, you know, you're in Brody Lee country at that point in Rochester, New York. And uh, you know, obviously, Brody Lee made a big impact on the wrestling fans as well as AEW fans in general. And uh, it was just great to see, man. You know, Brody Lee's legacy is going to live on for a very, very long time. And uh, you know, to see negative one there, and you know, him wanting a match with QT Marshall and said that he's going to wait. Uh, to get his hands on a QT Marshall, man. It's absolutely cool to see, man. And I love the fact that Tony Khan, you know, still, we still remember, you know, the late great Brody Lee, man. Um, every Wednesday night, you know, when they open a show, you know, it's Wednesday night, you know what that means. Brody Lee would always say that before the Dynamite shows would kick off, man. And it's just, you know, it's great to see, man. You know, Brody Lee was a part of the AEW family and they're going to, uh, you know, live on that legacy with Brody Lee, man. And, uh, Again, rest in peace to Brody Lee. And it, like I said, it was great to see uh, the Dark Order last night having that segment. And uh seems like Dark Order is definitely going to be sticking around. So it's absolutely awesome to see. But uh, moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Roosh versus Penta Oscuro. Uh, this is Rush making, uh, Rush, Roosh making his AEW Dynamite debut. The match itself, I thought was a really good match, man. It was a back and forth matchup between Roosh and Penta with Roosh keeping the pace of the match. Roosh was trying to desperately take off the mask of Penta. Rush and Penta, uh, Roosh and Penta both exchanged in the middle of the ring. I don't know why I keep calling him uh, Rush. Roosh then hits a power slam on Penta. Penta then gets up, hits a package pile driver on Roosh for a near fall. But Roosh ultimately hits a roll-up on Penta, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match is Roosh. Hats off to Roosh for getting the win in that matchup. Moving on from that. It was announced for the Ring of Honor pay-per-view coming up, Death Before Dishonor, that we will have a television championship match between Jay Lethal and Samoa Joe, which is going to be absolutely insane. I mean, you have Jay Lethal, one of the longest, if not the longest, uh, reigning uh, television champion of all time. Samoa Joe defending the belt. Samoa Joe's kind of been off the scene for a little while, so it's great to see him come back. And this Ring of Honor show, man, it's it's looking pretty stacked, and I'm going to get into it here in a little bit after the uh, podcast is up. But, uh... Yeah, the Ring of Honor pay-per-view coming up is going to be absolutely insane, I think. Uh, Moving on from that, we have a tag team matchup. It is the Gun Club and the Acclaim versus Ruffin, Fuego Del Sol, and Bear Country. This was an okay matchup, back-and-forth matchup between both teams with the Gun Club and the Acclaim keeping the pace of the match. But the Gun Club and the Acclaim ultimately hit the finish. Pins for the three, and your winners of the match are the Gun Club and the Acclaimed. After the match, Gun Club end up attacking the Acclaimed, and... Bowens was trying to get help from Billy Gunn, but Billy Gunn ends up attacking Anthony Bowens. And honestly, I saw this coming, man. I did not see Billy Gunn sticking around with the acclaimed after the fallout they had fallout they had last week. And uh, looks like we already got ourselves a, a made ship, you know, storyline, if you will, between the acclaimed and the Gun Club. So I'm definitely looking forward to that and what's going to happen next with the Gun Club and the acclaimed. But hats off to the Gun Club and the acclaimed for getting the win in that matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir versus Thunderstorm. I thought this was a decent match. Back and forth matchup between both teams with Thunder uh, Storm and Thunder Rosa keeping the pace of the match. Nyla Rose hits a choke slam on Rosa. Rosa then uh, hit and Storm both hit the finish. Pins for the three, and your winners of the match are Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. 
couple things I want to say about this match quickly, man. Number one, it was a decent match, like I had stated earlier. But uh, the Thunderstorm, Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa. I love the name of the team. I mean, you can't get a better name than Thunderstorm. But is this signs to are these, you know, with Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm teaming up and creating Thunderstorm, is this, you know, signs for things to come, man? And what I mean by that is, are we going to actually get a tag team division for the women on AEW to have women's tag team championship belts? I'm hoping not, to be honest with you, man, because you look at what NXT did with the women's tag team championships and the main roster for Raw and SmackDown. It is atrocious, an absolute atrocious, man. It's one of the main reasons why Sasha Banks and Naomi ended up walking out on Raw uh, in the WWE just in general because of those tag team championships. So I'm hoping that's not where this is leading towards. Uh, hopefully Tony Khan can take notes on this and not do this because <clears throat> to be honest with you, it's an absolute joke. There's not there's not even enough women on this roster right now to have a tag team division, in my honest opinion. It really isn't. And uh hopefully that's not gonna happen. But hats off to Thunderstorm for getting a win in this matchup. After that, it was announced from FTR backstage that, you know, obviously the Ring of Honor show is coming up, the pay-per-view Death Before Dishonor. Um and right now they don't have an opponent. So they were backstage. They had the microphones in their hand, and FTR pretty much called out the Briscoes in a rematch at Death Before Dishonor, man. And honestly, I'm all for it. I'm absolutely all for it, man. The match that FTR had with the Briscoes and Ring of Honor's first pay-per-view under the, you know, under Tony Tony Khan taking control of Ring of Honor, that match was absolutely phenomenal from top to bottom, man. I mean, the crowd went crazy. I mean, the ovation that FTR got when they came back to Dynamite was absolutely insane. And that match from top to bottom, if not, it probably is the match of the year candidate, in my honest opinion. It was a fantastic match. FTR has been on one hell of a tangent as of late. I mean, they're currently, you know, the IWGP Tag Team Champions, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, and the AAA Tag Team Champions, man. They are having one hell of a career right now. And honestly, I'm all for a rematch between the uh, FTR and the Briskers, man. It's going to be absolutely insane. And hopefully we get that rematch at death before dishonor. Uh, moving on from that, though, we go into our main event of AEW's Dynamite. It is John Moxley defending the AEW Interim Championship against Brody King. I thought this was a good match, man. Back and forth match between Moxley and King with Moxley and uh, King both exchanging in the middle of the ring. King then hits a pod driver on Moxley for a near fall. But John applies a choke on Brody King. And your winner of the match by submission and still a AEW interim champion is John Moxley. Hats off to John Moxley for getting the win in this matchup. A couple of things I'm going to say about Dynamite last night, man, before I get out of here. Number one, this was a solid show. I mean, we got to see the debut of Roosh making his uh, AEW Dynamite debut. I thought he did a fantastic job. Uh, Wardlow. Wardlow winning the TNT Championship was huge, in my honest opinion, man. It was well overdue. Uh, and hopefully, you know, Warlow has open challenges for that, you know, and defends the belt, uh, gives more people opportunities. Maybe we get a storyline with the TNT championship with Warlow, you know, being the champion. Uh, Christian Cage is another big one, man. Christian Cage to me was the highlight of the night, in my honest opinion, man. The promo that he cut in that segment, uh, with uh, Matt Hardy and Luchasaurus, man, was absolutely phenomenal. Like I stated earlier, man, this is some of Christian's best work that he's done, and, and I said in the very beginning that Christian is mid-card at best. I did. I will fully admit that. But right now, heel Christian can be a main eventer, in my honest opinion. I mean, I think heel Christian 
is the only way to go with Christian, man. I don't think a babyface Christian really works. Uh, having him as a heel and the stuff that he said about Jungle Boy and his family and everything else like that. I mean, it works literally from all angles. I mean, you had Luchasaurus turn heel. You know, obviously Jurassic Express right now was split up. They're not a tag team anymore. So you got Luchasaurus as a heel who has phenomenal interest music, the pyro. It, it reminds me of Kane, 100%. And then you have Jungle Boy. And, and no one's heard anything from Jungle Boy since Christian hit that kill switch on him at the pay-per-view. Jungle Boy's, you know, nowhere to be found right now. I believe he's injured, but even with that being said, man, he's so far over right now and hasn't said a word about this since that night that when he does come back, man, the fans are going to go crazy. They're going to erupt. And just to hear Jungle Boy, you know, comment about this or to see him back on Dynamite, the place is going to go absolutely insane, man. So, you know, Christian's doing a fantastic job with the storyline and setting up this almost impromptu match between Christian and Jungle Boy, possibly at All Out, man. So it's going to be one hell of a ride leading up to All Out in September, man. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, Eddie Kingston segment, it was interesting, like I stated earlier. I don't know where this whole thing between Jericho and Eddie's going. I mean, I feel like the well has run dry. Uh, it's It's been a fantastic story between Eddie Kingston and Jericho, but I honestly feel like there's nothing else left for these guys to do. I mean, they're going to have a last man standing match, but, I mean, what – what more can you get out of the – they just had a blood and guts match, man. Well, I mean, what more do you want? And I feel like at that point, it's starting to get lazy booking, and the storyline's just getting weak, in my honest opinion, man. Eddie Kingston's great. I mean, he's a fantastic competitor. He's great on the microphone. And I say that multiple times in the past, too. And Jericho, man, I mean, talk about a guy who keeps revamping his career constantly, you know what I mean, to reinvent himself. And Jericho is the pure definition of that. But where does this story go, man, and where does the story end? And I thought after blood and guts – you know, you have the Blackpool Combat Club versus the JAS. I thought this was over. You know, even you had uh, Menard from the JAS uh, team cut that great backstage promo uh, the other day. And, you know, even he said, you know, what's next after Blood and Guts? There's nothing else more left to do. You know, they put everything, they put their whole bodies on the line in that matchup. So what's more next between, what's next for Eddie Kingston and Jericho? I feel like, the you know, that storyline, the well has run dry, man, in my honest opinion. But who knows? Might lead to a matchup at All Out in September. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, the other thing, too, is the Dark Order segment, man. It was great to see the Dark Order live on Dynamite in Rochester, New York, the hometown of the late, great Brody Lee. Uh, it looks like Dark Order had some contract disputes with Tony Khan, or maybe their contract was coming up. But uh, I think Evil Uno kind of squashed all that and said that they're sticking around for the long haul, man, they're sticking around forever. Uh, it was also great to see Negative One, you know, his daddy's hometown, and uh, to see him there and, you know, him have an altercation with QT Marshall and the fans just – the fans are completely gravitated towards Negative One, man. I mean, you know, the guy does a fantastic job, and uh, he said that he's looking forward to a match down the road with QT Marshall. I'm all for it, man. I'm absolutely all for it. And, I, I you know, as a fan, I can appreciate what Tony Khan and AEW has done for the Brody Lee family. I mean, you have negative one on TV, being a part of the Dark Order, you know, the team that his dad created. Uh, you have Brody Lee's wife um, also working under the AEW umbrella. It's just a, fa a fantastic thing for Tony Khan, man, to, you know, take care of his own. And, and I can appreciate that, you know. And Brody Lee meant a lot to a lot of people, not just the fans, but other wrestlers, you know, backstage, man. I mean, Brody Lee was, he was a big deal. You know, he was he was something special, man. And even people in WWE, when he was there, as Luke Harper, you know, you had Big E and Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods from the New Day, you know, just praising Brody Lee. And uh, 
you know, personally, I never met Brody Lee, but I mean, a lot of people said he was a really good dude. And uh, all in all, man, it was just great to see the Dark Order come out on Dynamite last night and, you know, reassure the fans that, you know, they're sticking around for the long haul. And, uh, you know, it's great to see that. Obviously, QT Marshall coming and getting involved and uh, seeing negative one, Adam Page attacking QT Marshall. And honestly, I stated this from the past, man. I'm not saying there's anybody in the world that will ever replace what Brody Lee did for Dark Order. Ever. There, nobody can fill those shoes. But I always thought it would be cool, you know, since Adam Page has kind of associated himself with the Dark Order here and there, that Adam Page would reinvent himself. You know, you had the cowboy gimmick and everything else. Why don't you have Adam Page join the Dark Order and be known as the Dark Horse, Adam Page, you know, the, the underdog, you know, the the guy that, you know, everybody doesn't think that can be a champion. It's, it's I mean, it's a perfect gimmick for, for Adam Page, 100%. You know, you change the colors to black and purple, same colors that the Dark Order have. I mean, it could definitely totally work, man. Adam Page, the Dark Horse, it, it could definitely work. So, don't know if that's going to happen or not, but, I mean, the fan in me wants to see that happen, but, you know, who knows. But all in all, it's great to see the Dark Order sticking around with AEW for the long haul. So, that's absolutely awesome. And uh, not only that, man, FTR. You know, FTR, you know, calling out the Briscoes for a rematch at Death Before Dishonor, the next Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Their first match, man, was an absolute banger of a match, man. It was absolutely insane. And uh, to see FTR defend those belts again, you know, or just defend those belts in general against Briscoes after Briscoes gave them one hell of a match, a rematch would be absolutely insane, man. And, I mean, honestly, for what it's worth, man, the Briscoes are Ring of Honor royalty, man. Those guys have been with Ring of Honor for a very, very long time. And hopefully, maybe, I mean, I don't know, I guess there's time with Impact Wrestling. But uh, it would be great to see the Briscoes versus FTR2 at Death Before Dishonor uh, coming up this month so or in July. So it would be absolutely awesome to see. So stay tuned for that. And obviously the main event, John Moxley versus Brody King for the AEW Interim Championship. Fantastic match, man. I mean, I did not see John Moxley losing this matchup. Uh, but Brody King gave, you know, gave John Moxley a hell of a run. He really did. I mean, Brody King, that dude is – he's no joke, man. That guy's a unit. You know, he does that rolling senton into the corner, man. It was just absolutely brutal to see. And uh, even the match he won, the Rampage Battle Royale or whatever, when he was choking out Darby Allen, I mean, it looked brutal. <clears throat> absolutely brutal. But I'm happy that John Moxley got the win. Obviously, the next match for John Moxley, if I had to take a wild guess, would be John Moxley versus CM Punk possibly at All Out. So it's still yet to be seen, man. You know, CM Punk's obviously still out with an injury, but – that's the match to make, man. Who is the real world's champion? Is it John Moxley or CM Punk? But this is my review of AEW's Dynamite. I hope you guys are out there staying safe. Be careful and remember, stay classic. Peace.